Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Evening Almanac with comedian Jamie Jackson. I have a dog lying on me, I can't move. That should be a good excuse of why you can't go to work or make an appointment. So I've got a dog lying on me. You can't move when you've got a dog lying on you, or a cat. You can't do it. So I'm lying on my bed uh, at, during lunch doing this uh, podcast. So uh, talking about cancelling plans, I feel guilty for this, but I cancelled my slot at the Comedy Cat today because I only wanted to go and do five minutes to try out this new five minutes to see if it works. But I've got a 10 minute slot uh, at the Swan on Sunday, which actually has a bit of a proper audience. So I thought I'd try there. But that's not the reason why I cancelled because I'm I'm good at keeping to gigs. It's actually that um, I was sneezing all over the place. Snot was running. I, literally, it was crazy. I was like properly fucking rough this morning I didn't feel that rough but like my body was just going Jesus Christ you got a cold mate like a ton of a ton of bodily fluid was coming out my my face um but now I feel a little bit better but I just know that a 90 minute drive there straight after work and then a 90 minute drive back after just <laughs> after a gig would would knacker me I'm knackered all right I'm knackered and I'm ill, and I let him know, because the guy who runs the gig, Glyn, is a, a lovely guy. And I did a podcast with him called Humans vs. AI, the movie. Uh, the movie. Give it a, give it a look on um, Spotify. Um, maybe even listen to it, but you won't, because nobody does, do they? No, I, I do podcasts all the time, and I listen to them. I'm talking about long-form po- podcasts. Even if you listen to this, thanks very much, but how many of the long-form podcasts that I've done, you know, an hour, an hour and a half with other people, have you listened to? Exactly, that's my point. So I had, uh, I'm not about to describe a dream to you, so don't worry, but I had a thought, like a, like it was almost like a fully formed tweet or a fully formed joke just dropped into my head subconsciously. I was like half asleep and half awake and it was, let me see if I can find it. Hold, hold your horses. Let me see if I can find it. These were the exact words. I actually got up in the middle of the night to write them out, to tweet them. And it's this. It's so weird how after you've met someone, they enter into your character backlog for dreams. It's like, congratulations, I haven't seen you since school, but you've just won a role in my latest piece, Man Eats Cake on Airship with Cat. And I thought that was quite funny. And I wrote it down and I thought, I bet you I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and be like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) this is appalling. But actually, it turns out that is quite funny. I I think I would like to use that at some point along with the premise of anyone who describes a dream to you is the most boring thing in the world. I know Family Guy's got a joke about this, and I know this is widely said, but just because something's widely said doesn't mean you can't turn it into your own bit of observational comedy, as long as you come at it the right way. But, um, man, when someone starts describing a dream to you, and you don't, like, immediately you don't care. It's like, oh, yeah, so I was standing on this mountain, but it wasn't really a mountain. And in front of me was this cupboard. But actually, it wasn't even a cupboard. It kind of had like a little doorway in it. And people were coming in and out. And the doorway was small, but we were normal size. But somehow people were able to get in the doorway. And then with this cupboard, because it was on the top of a mountain, it was like on the edge. But it was just being held up one side by the air. And I wasn't worried about it. And then when I went in this little doorway, I fit. And you're like, shut the fuck up. I know this dream is important to you. But it's not important to anyone else. I don't care if there was dragons and aliens and people flying around. I don't give a fuck. Yes, so people describing dreams is boring. But that little whimsical thing about how people enter into your back catalogue, I thought that was really true. 
because I find that my brain just digs up my most random people. I had a dream last night, again, I'm not going to describe it, but the person who starred in it was the guy who played the dad of Mark Corrigan in Peep Show. Like, talk about random. And I, it's many times I have dreamt of somebody from my past and then met them the next day. So, look, I've, I've dreamt about them all night, kind of on and off. They've been in my dreams uh, as different characters and different roles. And then they've just appeared, like, in the high street or I've met them. I did it once with my ex-girlfriend, right? I used to go out with a girl called Claire back when I was 15 slash 16 and um, very much liked her, actually. And she dumped me and broke my heart. First, first real heartbreak. But anyway... Uh, I had a dream about her just randomly. I hadn't thought about her in ages. Only in, like, I've probably thought about her only in passing of the context of my life. But I haven't, hadn't actually thought about her. And then in this dream, she was, like, chucking buckets of water over people or something. And then I saw her in the doctor's office. This was about 10, 10 years ago now, 15 years ago. But I saw her and um, she was like, we hadn't talked in about 15 years. She was like, all right, how are you doing? And I went all right, I had a dream about you last night. <laughs> like, talk about making me sound like some kind of psycho, as if I was like, had some long yearning dream about her. When in fact, I think you'll find that it only took me five to six years to get over her. Fuck you, Claire. Uh, no, it didn't. I, um, it took me, took me about, about two. Uh, and then I went out with a girl called Emily, and then she dumped me, and that took me around about 10 to 12 years to get over. So, um, Really, what I'm saying here is relationships, are they worth it? Question mark. Discuss, cite using evidence. No, it, it, of course they're worth it. This is one of the things about love. You've got to make yourself vulnerable, in it. You've got to make yourself vulnerable, in it, because it don't work. But it's one of the things about life and art. You can't get on stage and make good comedy unless you keep yourself vulnerable. Fuck, we've gone down into a rabbit hole of bullshit. I'll see you on the next pod.